Alberta RV Adventurer Podcast. This podcast is for both the new and seasoned RV owner interested in learning more about their RV, where to go camping, equipment reviews, and much, much more. So sit back, grab a refreshment, and let's get down to it. Welcome everybody, podcast number two. I'm uh, back with Matt again, who was kind enough to spend some time with me to talk about uh, trailer accessories. So what we wanted to talk about here is, uh, you know, previous podcast on podcast number one, we talked about the buying experience, what it should look like, you know, in big general terms, so we're not getting super specific. Now I want to talk about what are some of the, some of the things you need to pick up, um, and, and this is something I spent a lot of time on and and talked to Matt a lot about, because I was trying to figure out I, some of the accessories that came with the trailer, to be honest, were trash, and I've thrown out almost all of them uh, in favor of getting better quality products. and. You know, for example, um, a really good sewer hose. If you're going to be slinging sewer water around, spending $18 more on a really nice hose setup is probably a good investment in your personal time. So, uh, without further ado, I just wanted to start talking with Matt. Uh, Matt, thanks a lot for being back thanks on the, the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Um, let's let's start talking about uh, about stuff that people should have. I mean, we don't have to go any specific orders, but I think there's some some things, and I, I'm going to sort of harp some of the the follow-ons that I learned at. Yes, I needed that, but you know what? I found this little thing to be a little bit more useful. Mm-hmm. For... Okay, so go ahead. Sure. So um, there is quite a few things that are um, kind of essential, I guess, like your freshwater hose, um, your pressure regulator, uh, sewer hose. Well, let, let's let's talk, let's talk about that. So the freshwater hose, you need to have that because if you're at a site that has fresh water, you can put a hose, goes in your trailer, and that basically the pressure from that basically power to but you have to have a pressure regulator because if you're at a campground if you're right next to the water pump you might have different pressure than right. the person who's on the end of the circuit yeah so you need to have a pressure regulator yeah and that's so that you don't over pressurize some of the pipes and then you wake up with a trailer that's wet right? right yeah like the the pressure fittings inside the trailer all the crimp connections they can only they're only good to a certain pressure so if you're uh, your pressure regulator is basically going to minimize or maximize the pressure inside your trailer to 45 psi so that way, yeah, if you are close to the source and it's 80, 90 psi, so that the guy way out in the boonies, a kilometer away, is getting 30 psi, um, you want to just protect the, the fittings and stuff inside your trailer. Um, the other important part with the freshwater hose is that they're a lot of people think they can use just your regular old garden hose from yeah, Canadian good point. Tire. Yeah, that's very good point. Um, but uh, the garden hoses and stuff like that are, are designed differently with different materials, and they'll actually taint the the water um, so they give you like an odd taste sometimes weird smell in the water and that sort of thing so you don't want to necessarily be putting that uh, filtering your water into your drinking water on the freshwater side of your trailer through uh, something like that so we have specially designed freshwater hoses that are, are made with a very similar material that they use to make the water lines in the trailer so that they're they're safe for potable water um, that sort of thing and and you'd want to use that anytime you're filling your fresh tank or like you said, with the, the pressure connection for the, the city water. Yeah, and I try, what I've tried to do with mine is, like, I've got to clearly mark it. i got blue tape, you know, like, uh, not masking tape, but electrical tape. I've got blue tape, and I, I put anything that's going to be a fresh water, fresh water only, uh, not gray water, and we'll, we'll explain what that is in a little bit. But I make sure, I no matter what it is, that that piece is supposed to be fresh water. I've got some blue tape on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so... Then, yeah, so that's pressure, fresh water hose, the pressure regulator. Um, like you said, a good quality sewer kit uh, is, I would say, essential. You don't want to be 
messing around with uh, messing around good, <laughs> yeah. good use of words yeah yeah because it, it's going to handle both the, the the gray and the black and those right. gray is what comes from your sink and your shower and all that stuff and your black is what comes from the toilet yeah so uh, there's some techniques we're going to cover that in a later episode about how you should properly look after and manage all that but I don't know. I just, for me, I said, you know, what is the best quality one that's going to allow it to work properly? And then I bought a couple of different sizes, and that really paid dividends when I was at the last campsite I was at. Where the trailer was, the sewer was like three feet away, and I had one of the hoses I had was like 20 feet long, and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I got this like kids ride coil trying to get it down there, and then I realized, oh, yeah, wait a minute, I got this four foot one. Grab this four foot one, and ah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, um, and uh, and so after that, you're you're looking at stuff um, like chemical to treat the black and the gray water. Um, a lot of people don't realize you necessarily need to do anything to that, but um, in order to make sure you don't plug your tanks up, uh, make sure everything actually comes out when you go to dump, uh, you want to make sure you have a good quality chemical in there. Um, it also helps control odor. You never never want to experience that yep. every time you flush the toilet. Um, or with the gray water bringing stuff up because you got the sink open and you don't have a proper trap and you're right. getting the smell from the gray right. tank. Yeah. So, um, and, then, uh, and then we've got a bunch of other kind of feature items that we recommend well, you, you purchase. Before we go too far, let's talk, let's talk about the chemicals for a bit because that, that was a bit of a mystery for me. There were chemicals in sachets. There's chemicals that were little blocks. There were chemicals that were like the little thing you put in the dishwasher. Powder base. Uh, some, some were just a straight powder where I had a scoop. And that some of them were good for the, the black and the gray. Some were just gray. Some were just black. Let, let's talk about that. I mean, you, you got to manage that that idea. So you have to have it. And just so what people understand, like when you dump your tanks and you put some stuff in, some water in there, you're going to throw some of these chemicals right. and, and it's got bacteria and all that stuff to clean it up. But you kind of you kind of use it a lot. You you shouldn't be like using it sparingly. You should use it right. all the time. Yeah. And I think that's a takeaway. I was a bit too conservative in my use of the chemicals, yeah. where I maybe should have been more aggressive yeah. in the use of the chemicals. <laughs> so like like you said, there's there's a wide range, and it, it kind of comes down to personal preference. Some people like the liquid, some people like the powder. I actually use a Happy Camper. Um, it's powder based, and it, it works really well for um, for making sure it breaks everything down. Um, kind of cleans the sensors and stuff off um, while it's treating your tank and then uh, controls odor and and that way I know it's going to when I dump the tanks uh, a very large portion of that is going to come out um, it's never 100 percent you're you're going to get um, depending on how long the last time you use the toilet um, how long that gap is the the treatment might not actually have time to break everything down. So depending on when you go to dump, you might end up with sensors reading uh, full when you just And I can speak the... to that experience as well on my last trip. <coughs> so on the last trip, I had the same thing where basically my sensors were all reading full. And I said, I just dumped it. There's right. no way the toilet's full. So yeah. so and, and so that's going to happen. It's common. It, those probes are so sensitive in that tank that the tiniest amount of moisture on the probe is actually going to light it up on your monitor panel. So... Um, but having a good quality chemical in there is going to help minimize that. Um, you're going to uh, basically prevent any um, any buildup of uh, any blockages, that sort of thing. Um, the other thing that, uh, just on the topic, I guess, I don't know if it's the right podcast to talk about it, but um, customers with uh, full hookups, uh, making sure they keep the black 
closed uh, until it's right. Yeah, until it's ready to dump. And we're going to cover that in detail because I think that for me, that was where, to be honest, I spent a lot of time research trying to figure out what is the proper maintenance routine for both your fresh, your gray, and your black because I had problems with my fresh, I had problems with my gray, and on this last camping trip, I had a clog in my toilet which made the blacking experience. And, yeah. and at the same time, the sensor was full and full that had a blockage. Yeah. So I think we're going to dedicate a whole podcast because to me, yeah. I've done, without the knowledge, I've done it all wrong, and I'm just now learning how to do it right. And I, I think there's a lot of value in this. So we're going to come back and specifically talk about great water maintenance, like the water, the tank maintenance, yeah. and how to do it, and some techniques. Like I, you know, I, I, when I'm cleaning out the gray, I'll put that stuff in there and make sure there's a little bit in there so it sloshes around right. and basically yeah. it does a little scrub itself. So yeah. so we'll get down to that nitty gritty so a person can walk away and understand that. So yeah. what's so, next on the list there? Uh, next on the list we've got, um, like, uh, and the list I'm using, by the way, is uh, to make everyone's lives easier. We we give a, a checklist, basically, when, with our walkthroughs. Um, oh, okay. So um, highlights all of these items because, uh, again, customers, if they're new to the camping experience, won't know what to, to look for you probably had no idea what things uh, yeah yeah exactly to, to grab so helps them just kind of navigate our store there's a lot of parts in there and and know what what's kind of essential so uh, the next big one we have is a, a tank filler with a, a shutoff valve so all that is is just kind of a long pipe uh, it's kind of flexible pipe material and it's got a little shutoff valve on it and it threads onto your fresh water hose and when you're filling your fresh tank um, you can stick this long pipe down into the fresh tank opening and then it really? will hold it in place so you can walk away from it because the fresh tank will take five six minutes or so, so instead to, of to so just what i said so it's like a long flexible hose you can put it in there so it's all the weight because what, what happened with mine was when you screw it in the weight was so heavy i've damaged like the the threading because the hose was sitting there and it's kind of a heavy hose so when I screwed it in, it would just, not not screwed in, but had to rest it on it. Rest it on I kind of yeah. damaged the yes, connector because exactly. it just connected yeah. to the wall of the trailer. Because there's, there's no real thread. Like your city water connection has the threaded yeah. attachment, but for your fresh water fill to fill the tanks, it's just a, an open But it's greater than bigger than the hose. So what I was doing was I was like just sticking it in a little bit, yeah. and then and that was causing it to droop. So it, like, it, it now droops in and out a little right. bit. There's so this is going to prevent that. It's, it's going to sit in there deep enough that it's going to support the weight of the hose. And then the other benefit is usually your fresh water when you're filling it at a campsite is five, six feet away from where the actual... Mm, right, yeah. Um, so just as a convenience thing, you can you can shut the water off right at the hose, at the, the spout, and then go back over to, to shut your water if you're not just Right, so you're not spilling water, water all over the place. place. Yeah, 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 making a mess. Um, so we recommend that. Um, the next item on the list, which is, uh, I think... It's not. It's underutilized, but it's very important as a as a coupler lock um, or a fifth wheel pin lock to prevent theft, basically. So so your... something that goes like yeah okay I have one of those. It's like a it, it's got a, a ball on the bottom. You go in there. It's got a, like a clamp that goes right. over top. There's different designs. There's different designs. Yeah. yeah. And but it's um you'd be surprised how often uh, people have trailers get stolen uh, even just off their driveway. Um, I have a coupler lock on my trailer whenever it's not attached to my truck basically um it's uh they're not expensive and to protect a, a very expensive investment it's uh, it's definitely worth it um even in situations where uh, we've got a lot of customers that'll drop after hours we we're not open all the time and if a customer has to come drop their unit off for warranty work on a sunday let's say we can't get it into the yard until monday morning well that's a long time for it to be sitting out there exposed and and uh not protected so having a 
I'm yeah, I think sure. that's a common sense accessory. You just need to do that. There's there's bad people out there, and if they drive by and see an unlocked trailer, um, they're going to hook it up. Yeah. And the odds are they're not going to hook it up properly, and they're going to have the wrong <laughs> ball size hitch, and the yeah. trailer's going to crash someplace. So, yeah, yeah, it's in your best interest to do that. Yeah. So, and then uh, after that, we've got uh, an assortment of uh, levelers and jack pads and, and various things to just make the... Uh, the leveling experience more yeah and let's talk about that because i've dropped a ridiculous amount of money on these products um, because i didn't get it right because i wasn't explained and we'll talk about this in a later podcast talking about how you get to your campsite what's your drills um for me i was never really told hey you got to level the tires first and that the jacks that the you know the scissor jacks or whatever you have are just there to give balance. They're yeah. not there to, to, to lift up. Yeah. yeah, well, that's not what I was doing. So, <laughs> um, so the problem was I, I, I tried using those the, the little you know brick blocks, and those kind of worked okay. But what I found was the trailer would settle, or I wouldn't get it quite right, and so I was just constantly doing. It. And now I settled in on uh, the type that it's basically like a like a half moon, and you put it on, and then once you get that side level you then chalk it at that yeah. position and yeah. it mounts it and that's been great because those that, work awesome yeah, yeah and i've been able to get it level right away and then but they're like the most expensive and the brick brack you know lego ones yeah. are the, the least Entry expensive level, yeah. um you know so you have to look at i can do it do I, or do i want to do it well and my you know it's always like those great things if you buy well the first time you're probably not gonna spend more money i spent twice the value of the top of the line one experimenting with the other stuff yeah. trying to get it right yeah so. and i i did the same myself i uh but we didn't actually have the the anderson kit that you're using now we we didn't have in our store so when i first got my trailer i was level blocks all the way but i found you're you're going through the you're basically getting out of your truck you're setting up one block drive onto it and check the level oh it's not enough so then you go and you set two more up and you drive onto that and oh now it's too much and then so you're just kind of settling for an unlevel trailer that you made work whereas with those other ones it's 20 seconds and yep. and i'm perfectly level yeah and, and it makes it's, it's such a better product and i and i picked up the uh the bluetooth the uh, level pro which is sweet and yeah. that was i've only used it once but it was sweet because i could look and go oh i'm level that's good stop chalk yep. good we're done exactly i didn't even get out of the truck and i had this level so it, we'll talk about that a little episode because i think that's one of probably the the best 100 bucks you can spend in the free world picking up one of those yep. so um and then uh just various wheel chocks like you've got your basic triangle wheel chocks that you can jam under the the wheels but then we in the store recommend the x chocks um they basically go between the tires and act they expand outwards with a with a ratchet right yeah yeah and okay. they act as a brake uh on the wheels which so you're you're kind of getting two for one with those not only are you preventing your trailer from rolling away but you actually stop any movement in your tires when you're inside the trailer so you're always going to get a little bit of a shimmy when you're walking around inside because the the tire can roll back and forth on right because it's still moving because it can still move yeah so what, what i found for myself was that the immediate drill when you get there while you're goofing around is chalk it because what you never want to have happen is you, you you don't have it chalked you go to unhitch from the truck to find out there's a little bit of a down slope yeah you have nothing to do it yeah. so so what we have is we have the, the very cheap chalks and we chalk the tires both i have four so both both one one on the left side one on the right side chalk both tires because i I'm, i haven't done my analysis of the slope yet yeah. so and then unhook and then i take those ones out and put them in but by then i left the chalks in out there anyway so yeah. i just do that because i had one experience where the the campsite 
had a little bit of a slope and I didn't quite detect it because it wasn't on the, the door side, it was on the other side. And so as I started unhitching, that that side started to move, so the trailer actually shifted to the left, mm, scared yeah, the pants off yeah. me. And, and it was the chains that retained it. I was like, ah! So we chalked it at that point, and then I hitched it back up and got it back straight. And then I realized my fault was I didn't, the site wasn't suitable for what I was doing. Yeah. But, but that to me was like, you gotta have jocks. Like, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. You must have a chocks and not a piece of wood. You need no. something that is gonna be small at one end and then bigger at the other so that it, it just it can't move at all because it automatically puts its weight on it and sort of locks itself in place. So a, a, a single piece of two by four ain't gonna cut it. You need something that it's gonna roll onto and then yeah. the weight then holds it and then stops it from moving. So. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of our our essentials, I guess. Um, but then the same we've got uh, a bunch of accessories, um, convenience items, um, stuff. For example, fridge safety rails. Um, they tighten out. There's just a bar. Yeah, it stops stops them from flying all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, safety rails. It's like the kids ones. No, I use those so that the you know the milk doesn't go flying right. when you open the refrigerator yeah, door. Like right? I've, so I've had it. I we bought those with our trailer and. Uh, first time i went out with the wife she didn't quite understand how to use them she put them in there but didn't have them didn't push them back against all of the stuff so she just had them at the end while everything can still gain momentum coming forward so yeah i get to our our campsite and open the door and the fridge door's wide open our milk's all over the floor and uh, it's quite the mess yeah. so but it just reaffirmed my belief and like you need those yeah those that, rails. that's a that's a great thing so that's that's a good one you know because you want to as a general statement you want to make sure that the stuff that's in the cupboards and everything else is retained and will not bounce around. I, I made the mistake that when I picked up the trailer at the last campground where we went to come home, I had some heavy items on the top bunk because we have a bunk in the back. And the result was when I got home, all those heavy items were on the bottom and they were in plastic containers and they had smashed and there was stuff everywhere. Yeah. And it was 100% avoidable if I had thought about I, everything's got to be long so you can't have stuff on top of tables you can't have stuff in the refrigerator which is the only thing you, you know you you can't have heavy canned goods that aren't being restrained yep. or in a, a little rubbermaid or something like yeah. that that's going to hold them in place and these bars they make them for cabinets too so yeah. you can yeah well uh, i use them for both so yeah, i'm not exactly. sure if they're, they're I, supposed to be single design i use them for both there's um i they have a, a cabinet specific one that's that's just a little wider it's it's almost mm. two bars in one with with a joiner in between oh yeah, yeah. So okay it's, uh, i have one then, of those i yeah. use it in the fridge as well too yeah, yeah. Okay. so they'll work in, in both um we've got um stuff from uh 30 amp extension cords or 50 amp extension yeah. cords so we should talk about extension cords you, you got to have the right extension cord you just can't go and grab a very basic extension cord and do that because the draw of the trailer will cause your fuses to go because the, the, the it's not right so most trailers are going to be 30 amp the bigger ones are going to be 50 right. amp so you got to have an adapter and you probably have to have the right cable so right. you can't just put an adapter at one end put an adapter at the other end and, and use a, a cheap extension cord in to do 30, 30, right. 30 amps because it's just not going to work. So you got to spend the money to buy the proper type of extension right. cord. And, uh, and we've got them in, in various lengths, um, like 25 foot or 50 foot, and you can always chain them together. Though the longer the distance that you're playing into that, that resistance, 
Um, yeah. Again, so the, the further you go, the, the more amperage loss you're going to have, and then you run into the same situation as having a, a smaller gauge cable. But the gate, you're it, not actually going to have it something melt or, or right, fail or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, and and the biggest thing is when you reduce the, the size, so you get an adapter when you when you purchase a unit from us, we'll give you the, the 30 to 15 adapter so you can plug into your, your house outlet sort of thing. You don't need the, the washer dryer plug necessarily right. on the side of your house. Um, but anytime you're doing that, there's there's you just basically lose the availability to run things like your air conditioner that are right because you're going from fifteen instead you're going of thirty, from 30 to 15. fifteen. So right. something like your AC, if it's when it kicks on, might draw sixteen amps. Well, it's going to trip your breaker, and it, yeah, and it and might only exactly be when it starts. Too. Once it's running, it it only pulls eight nine amps or so. But uh, it's that initial startup that's going to going to trip it. So if you have multiple systems on in your trailer and you're running on that fifteen amp circuit, then uh, then you run the risk of, of tripping breakers or blowing um, fuses or things like that. So definitely having the right size extension cord. Um, most campgrounds will have a 30 amp plug in them if you have a powered site. So um, you can just go right into your 30 amp extension cord into your trailer and then plug that same cord into the 30 amp. And sometimes your trailer will have a, an adapter, like it's like a plug-in on the trailer, and some of them have a pull-up right. power yeah, line, some right? Of the twist log so you, style. in theory, you have a 30 amp extension cord if the power supply was like right next to the trailer. Yeah. Generally, if you have the pull-out type, like I have in my Jayco, you pull it out and you can plug it in. It's only if it's beyond that right. that you need to yeah. have something and, else. And sometimes it's uh, like campsites are are funny because they're they're designed with the uh, the parking direction of your trailer in mind sort of thing but uh, i know we've gone out lots with friends or family where we'll get two sites next to each other and we want both of our entry doors to be facing each other so that we create a larger site usually they have your entry door facing the right passenger side, or the driver's yeah. side of the other trailer so you're not seeing into the next person campsite but if you're together you want to just make face a bigger other, one right yeah. face each other make it more convenient so as soon as you do that your your hookups and everything become exponentially farther away because they're not expecting you to to be pointing that direction so sometimes uh, longer sewer hoses or yeah it's important cords yeah, that it's sort of thing it's it's working gets to be important um we've got stuff on here from uh collapsible garbage cans um, we've got uh, storable, collapsible brooms. It, it, um, let's talk about brooms because that was an experience for me as well. So, you know, broom, obviously, you sweep out the entire the trailer. But what I wasn't doing properly, which I didn't discover as it was about to cause damage but didn't, was that I wasn't sweeping off the slide. So part of the drill has to be, okay, we're going to break up camp. Usually my oldest son go up top and he would take the broom and sweep off the roof, right. sweep off the slide so that we could close everything up and not create any damage because there's a twig or leaves or dirt or right. junk on there. Yeah, possibly tear the roof or, or damage the slide seals, that sort of thing. So, yeah, sweeping is important. And, and inside, it's the it's the same. If you have slides, you catch a big rock or something underneath the slide, that lino is just linoleum. It, it can tear pretty easily. So right. you drag a rock through your, the middle of your floor, and the next time you go to open it up, you got this big tear or crease or something in your lino. Like, that could be easily prevented by quick sweep through your your trailer sort of thing but uh, space can be limited on these guys so having a, a full-size broom that can collapse into something that's only a couple feet long is uh can be very convenient to no it's amazing technology on. it's yep. amazing you know so, it gives you a big open field the trailer feels much bigger than it is yep um so then we've got um we've got at a shelf like wire racks that uh so storage again is always an issue in these trailers because they're trying to maximize how much they can 
they can jam into it. So if you have a, a compartment or a cabinet, let's say, uh, it might be really tall, but there's no shelves in it sometimes. So, or there's only one shelf in the middle, but the cabinet is three feet tall. Um, so we've got shelving that is just little wire racks that you can set onto these shelves to give you levels, basically. So dishes and plates and all that right. stuff you can... See, I hit Ikea and I used to... We've got these little cloth little dividers that could design to go in a closet and it fits perfectly and yeah. organize some of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you just you kind of want to maximize your space, I guess. Yeah, efficiency um, so you're doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, we've got uh, collapsible steps that uh, every once in a while you run into a campsite especially in Alberta with our unlevel campgrounds where your entry step folds out all the way but it's a good foot and a half to the, yeah, to the ground so we've got um, big padded uh, steps that are maybe a foot and a half by a foot and a half big squares that have adjustable legs and stuff that you can flip open and set down yeah, especially if a person is you know special needs or whatever they need to take that into account because it's not always going to be a level parking lot right. that you're gonna park the trailer at so if it is a person who's find it you know challenging to get up the stairs, probably should have an accessory like that yeah. on hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we've got awning mats. Um, well, we should probably explain that. So an awning mat is like a, a a mat that folds up that basically it fits underneath the awning where the awning would be, right. and that's where you sort of rest your area. And I didn't think that was a necessary item. I now, I'm a full circle, think it is a necessary item because what it does is it. It's a place where people can take off their shoes, you know, and you can yeah. you can put stuff out to dry, you can stuff it, and you're not walking mud, especially if it's raining. You, you know, you got a, a transition point between the outside weather, what's roughly being projected by the awning, and then the ability to come inside the trailer mm -hmm. so that you don't have to bring an extra set of mats that you kind of throw outside to be a, the welcome mat that people will take off their shoes on. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and then we've got varying sizes. Uh, right now we've got 8x12s and 8x18s depending on size of the awning that sort of thing if you want a really big one um though the ones that we're carrying right now are the uh there's there's two out there there's uh, your really heavy woven mats yeah it's like a plastic material yeah, plastic material yeah, they're yeah. really tightly woven and they're thicker those ones are great for uh if they're on gravel or rocks that sort of thing because they they help protect your feet um they're quite soft when you walk on them but the problem is those ones they're not allowing in national parks from what i hear yeah. um, because they actually kill the grass when you set them out absolutely so, yeah, yeah. because they they don't let anything through because they're so thickly woven so we're finding a lot of provincial parks or national parks they're actually not letting you set these awning mats out so we yeah. have the uh it's a different size. It's kind of more of a screen material. They're not quite as thick, um, but they allow light and and moisture and stuff through them, so they're, they're safe. And, uh, yeah, so they're Ooh, safe. That's, and, that's an interesting approach. Okay. So um, we can certainly order the other kind, but uh, but we're finding a lot of people once they hear that they they always want an awning mat out, so they're just going with the yeah the standard the ones, one. the, the standard ones. So um, other than that, we've got. Uh, like collapsible fire pokers. Um, yeah, that's all. That, that, that's all gonna be theme based. But I think if if you if if you look at those basic areas, I mean, you gotta you gotta have your basic stuff for for securing the trailer down. The basic stuff for powering it for the sewer, um, and so that you won't have an accident in you know like securing yeah. things in there. That's kind of the foundation, and I think that's a. Uh, you know, after that, it's finessing your lifestyle. After right, that, yeah. so you like, like certain things different. You cook outside on the fire a lot. There's tons of accessories for for camp, um, for like to making toast on the fire, making s'mores on the fire, making right. um, and they can pick up, and those are sort of the camping ones. Right, so yeah. we're we're gonna approach those on another podcast because I think that we can have some great conversations about those enhancements because I found these little things that I found that have really made camping really easy and become super super popular, and we never would have thought those would have been yeah. interesting. 
So I think it's a great place to wrap up. I think it, uh, we've given some people some great ideas to think of. In further podcasts, we're going to start exploring, uh, you know, the, the stuff we talked about, how hitching up the trailer and some of the accessories will make your life easier, how you level the trailer, how you make those easier. We're going to start delving into these details so we can start getting those finite details that people are looking for. This is the issue. How do I fix it? So thanks again, Matt. Yeah, Appreciate you having me on the podcast. It's been, it's been great. Um, we're going to be back later on with another podcast talking about uh, getting into a bit more detail on some other areas. So thanks again. We'll, we'll chat with everybody there.